We're going to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. I think it was Kevin last week rang up about it and the ongoing treatment that he's had and the lack of results that he's had. So I thought I'd actually spend the time today just to help people to understand the dynamics of post-traumatic stress disorder, but also what people with post-traumatic stress disorder can actually do to help them to pretty well clear the condition. And you've done quite a bit of research on this in the last seven days, haven't you? I have, um, and also looked up Wikipedia, where which is the source of everything. Um, but I'm truly astounded with what they say there in that the, the treatment protocols that they're offering are very light in really what I consider needs to be done. There's nothing there about nutrition. There's nothing there about actually how to help a person move through the condition. I mean, we're dealing with a very severe condition with post-traumatic stress disorder. We're dealing with people who have recurring nightmares, anxiety, whenever they think of the event, or even if they're just going along in their day-to-day job. We're dealing with extreme depression. A lot of people with post-traumatic stress disorder actually commit suicide. We're dealing with a whole range of different conditions, but they all come back to one central theme. And that is that something traumatic happened in a person's life and they haven't been able to let go of it since. With what they're coping with with post-traumatic stress disorder, how much of a role does the medication play? Well, to me, the medication is basically trying to prop them up But it's not giving them long-term relief. It's not actually changing the nature of the condition. It's only propping them up and helping them to get through life. But it doesn't change their outlook on life. It doesn't change the actual way in which they handle life beyond the initial first stages of the medication. I mean, the medication is supposed to boost serotonin levels. It's supposed to do this and supposed to do that. But it's not doing it effectively for people with a post-traumatic stress disorder. And when it comes to that medication, that's quite a long and wide and varied list of different medications. There's a huge list of medications they'll use. You know, the antidepressants, the antipsychotics, the, the um, you know, all different sorts of things, anti-anxiety pills and everything else. But no one has ever suffered that I know of from post-traumatic stress disorder because they're lacking a medication. They're actually suffering, I believe, from post-traumatic stress disorder because they're lacking nutrition as part of a program of rebuilding their body and therefore treating their brain. So if we concentrated on that nutrition factor, what should we be looking at? You have to look at the B-group vitamins. You have to look at vitamin C because vitamin C is needed by the adrenal glands to replenish the adrenal glands. And if the adrenals are flat, the body is not going to be able to produce the stress hormones and everything else that it needs to produce to help a person cope with stress. You know, it's not just uh, veterans of wars that have post-traumatic stress disorder. It's, it's children through their life. We've seen it with all of this issue with the church. Everything that is going on there, that is classified as post-traumatic stress disorder. That's why people get in such a stage that they commit suicide. My belief is there are other ways of treating this condition. Mm. What are some of those other avenues that we could look at as options? Number one is find out where the biochemistry. Number one is check the nutritional status of somebody. Help them to rebalance their diet, rebuild their diet so that their energy stays stable. If you can do that, most of the anxiety will go. But the deeper issues comes when I put on a hypnotherapy hat and say, You have to get to the subconscious belief pattern of the person and you have to help them lift that subconscious belief pattern 
to help them to understand that they have survived and what happened to them is not happening now and therefore they can be free from what happened in the past. You can't do that, in my experience, with talk therapy. A lot of the other treatments are stopgap treatments. They're not really getting to the deep levels. But if you can actually help someone deal with it at the deepest level within their own psyche, where they can express what they truly feel, the fear they felt, the, the guilt they felt, the, the shame, because tra- post-traumatic stress disorder can be created both from what's happened to a person and what a person actually did that they then reflect on. A lot of bomber pilots, you know, after Dresden, where they dropped huge amount of bombs and wiped out 100,000 people in a night, you know, suffered but they debriefed immediately afterwards. They went through a debriefing to let that go. And that's what really needs to happen, but not just at the cognitive level, not just at the conscious level, but at the deep subconscious level. Health and Wellbeing with Atropat David Lomond for a Tuesday afternoon. We're talking post-traumatic stress disorder today. Let's look at some of the symptoms, if we could, please, David. Well, one of the ones is re-experiencing the trauma. You know, that, that, and that's a huge thing. I mean, if we had to re-experience every um, emotional disturbance we've had, you know, we wouldn't get anything done. And this is one of the big ones that people have and the fear and the anxiety that's tied up with that. Nightmares, sleep disturbances, waking up in the middle of the night, a whole range of different things come up with people suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. There is no rest for them, basically. And it's a very severe condition. Mm. And as I say, it's, it's a one that is not usually being able to dealt with at the psychological or the um, psychiatrical level to be, to what I would call effectively. It's some people can get out of it, but usually you've got, I believe you've got to look outside the box. You have to look outside the normal square of the normal medical treatment for anything that you've had really for longer than six months because it's important that even with anxiety or depression that somebody finds a, a a treatment protocol which helps them get on a different path and to do that i believe that people have to be willing to accept one they have the condition and two that they can actually observe themselves with the condition without having to go into the experience and that takes training it's a skill set. It's like anything else. So if they're getting nightmares, if they actually reinforce their body with the right nutrition and they learn how to control their nightmares, their dream state, which they can do, all of a sudden the nightmares cease. So there's a whole range of different things that can be done, but it takes a lot of courage to be able to do it. And David, does it differ from males to females? Well, looking at Wikipedia, they said that females were more likely to experience post-traumatic stress disorder than males. Um, my belief that to a degree, most of us at some stage have memories of events, emotional events that we've locked away and haven't dealt with because that's the way we protect ourselves. When those things break through, though, as in post-traumatic stress, it affects males and females, and I've dealt with both, so I don't know. It, it seems to be in the literature it's more females than males, but with the people who go to war, a good portion of them come back with some symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, we've heard about some of the symptoms. What about some of the impacts it can have on our body and our health? 
Well, sexual function, it can cause enormous anxiety, heart palpitations, sweating, excessive um, uh, digestive disturbances, because it's a part of a stress response pattern. So any stress response pattern means that the adrenals are going to become overactive until they become flat. The, um, the liver is going to have to work harder. The pancreas is going to have to work harder. The thyroid becomes imbalanced. The thymus becomes imbalanced. So you're more likely to have immune system problems. And the biggest problem that most people with PT, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder have is that they find themselves often unable to work. They're unable to actually function in society because they've never dealt with the real crippling reason that they have it in the first place. We're going to take a short break. We'll clear the weather out of the way. Then we're coming back to talk about sport and physicality of it, and we'll find out more about that in a matter of moments here at 2NURFM 103.7. Naturopath David Lomond here. We are talking today about post-traumatic stress disorder, and I wanted to concentrate for just a moment about exercise, sport, and activity and what that can do or what that can assist us with. What they found, and they found this in depression too, if some people engage in sports and activity, they can actually help their traumas. doesn't matter what the trauma is, they will actually help traumas. The biggest problem is to be able to go through the anxiety when it rises up. And that's where I believe nutrition can help because it can help give you the underlying support that you need so you can go through the anxiety. The other thing is to be aware that Everybody with anxiety is going through the same thing. And if you can actually listen to people who've gone through anxiety in the past, they, they can prove that it, they've been able to do it. And because they've been able to do it, I believe that most people can do it. So I don't believe that, that the post-traumatic stress disorder has to be a lifelong condition. However, it often means that the person suffering from it does have to take some steps and some serious steps of looking at the treatment they have, finding out where their biochemistry is and finding out what nutrients they're missing and building those nutrients up so that their body can respond to stress in a different way, learning how to sleep and sleep restfully so that they can learn to relax. And all of this involves in both men and women getting in touch with their body. And that's one of the things that sport does. It takes you back into life and back into getting in touch with the body. For children, play and people, uh, counsellors and therapists who actually work with play sort of play-dohs and things of that nature and drawing and painting are often the way that children can help relieve any traumatic symptoms they've had. Will they be self-motivated enough to get out and do it, to partake in sports and recreational activities like that? That's the difficulty. That's the real difficulty. Because once you believe that something is permanent, or once you are told that there's no cure for something, often people stop looking. I refer back to Margaret Hills with arthritis. You know, arthritis is incurable. Arthritis is this. Arthritis is that. Well, Margaret Hills was told that, and she decided that she had to do something herself. It took her 12 months, but within 12 months, she got rid of all of the pain of her arthritis. It happens all the time in clinics around the country with naturopaths that they help people get rid of the pain of arthritis, and they help rebuild the joints and rebuild the structure of the body. That's the nature of nutrition. It is a rebuilding program, but it has to be the right nutrition. 
It has to be the right amount of vitamin C, the right amount of the B group vitamins, the right amount of calcium, magnesium, potassium in particular to help the brain cope with what's going on. It has to be the right formula for the individual. And then I believe that people have a much better chance of overcoming whatever it is they've suffered from. And it doesn't matter what it is. What else can you share with us about it today, please? Well, doing nothing is usually the worst thing you can do. Reaching out and asking for assistance, starting a group of people who want to achieve the same result as you, working together, finding a therapist who can work with you to help everybody in the group, checking for hyperglycemia, which is one of the signs that raises anxiety in the system, checking the anxiety levels and working out what can be done to lower them, getting doing things to get back in your body because most people with post-traumatic stress disorder are afraid of their body. They're afraid of what their body is doing and they're afraid of how it is reacting and they don't feel that they have any control over it. So part of the treatment protocol is to help people understand they can control their bodily reactions. And that's just a process and it doesn't take very long once someone decides, sets the intention, basically, that that's the way they want to go. If you'd like some more details and someone would like to contact us, how can we contact? They can contact the station and my number's there, or um, I'm happy to speak to people on the phone about some things they can do. I'm not the only therapist who can treat this. There are others around the hunter who can do that. It's more about being willing to take the steps, you know, and going outside the box because often people are locked into the medical system and, and that boxes them into the drugs or there's nothing. If they go off the drugs, they've got nothing. Whereas I believe it has to start with the right amount of water, the right diet, the right level of minerals, the right level of enzymes in the body so the body can balance the foundation. And then the deep work that brings up an understanding to the subconscious that somebody is no longer in danger and therefore they can be free.